Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Podcast Network Power by Omaha Audio. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of yards, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the Pauly kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, I have half a voice left. You know how those Oscars get, guys. You get, you get the crowd is uh, oh, mm. an uproar, uproar every award. Uh, everyone on the edge of their seats. But no, I had a I had a good time. A little groggy. Uh, I'm off the diet, parlay kid. I had about a dozen mini quesadillas at the after party, and what? Um, doesn't uh, yeah yeah yeah. How just, dare you? Just, so. for, just for one night. Just for now, I just oh, can't no, eat. No no no, it's, it's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. You, you told me you can't do that. Listen, no, I know, I what know. I just did this. It was just I too much food. Was... <laughs> are you guys doing this what? diet together? Yeah, we kind of are. We uh, email. How are you doing it on the parlay? Kid? Eight pounds down really? in one week. So, yeah. Do you like it? Eight pounds down. I you know, hate. I'm hating it now. I oh really? Don't hate it. Oh yeah. Really? I can't just. I can't eat bacon all day, Sal. So oh like, man! All right, all right. It's trick. You, you can't. Don't say. Sh- shame on you for saying that. No, I'm. Uh, yeah, like uh, like uh, my cousin Jimmy, the host yesterday, pointed out. Ozempic. You got to figure out if it's right for you. But no. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jimmy's uh, looking slim though. Jimmy's Jimmy's been able to maintain his weight. I don't. I know. He, he obviously is on that things. secret Hollywood diet. That's all it is. That's what it is. Uh, by the way. Um, I think he killed it. I'm a little biased. I thought he did very well in that monologue. It was really the only really good. exciting part other than uh, me winning on all my, really, I lost on Angela Bissett uh, for supporting actress and won everything else. I had parlays and things that like, you know, but minus 250. I didn't care if it was like minus 1800 for uh, everything everywhere all the time is uh, <laughs> all once is minus 1800. I did it for a hundred. I was like, I'm just going to keep betting. And it was all chalk, brother Bry. It was all chalk. It was. It was. I mean, man, yeah. the middle of that Oscars goes mm. on forever. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. they really. It's funny. Jimmy kept making fun of it, but it really was like they extend. I thought at one point they were going to cut back. They actually extended it. I mean, how many shorts I couldn't follow? Well, they had cut which, back, and then everyone demanded that they add the eight categories back in, I, which brought it to twenty three awards. Like, it's rough and they try to do it fast. And like, I, I went out for a minute just to go to the bathroom. Plus my, my phone wasn't loading. So I was like freaking out a little bit. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a big concern. No, but so I went out, I went to the bathroom and then they don't let you in. You know, it's like a hockey game. They won't let you downstairs until the, to your seat until the next whistle. You got to wait till the next commercial. And people were out and were missing Rihanna's performance. And they're like, please let us in. We didn't, we can, we, we need to be in there. But they're like, nope, nope. It was a, uh, that was more dry than anything I had seen. But anyway, uh, if there was an Oscar for best Oscar picker in the Dolby Theater, it was me. Yeah, I good, did well. Yeah, good job. Good job. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely got a few. I got a few wrong for sure. Did you? So the March prop culture, when it was Nate Meads, you got nine right, which was tough because you had to pick like the dress color. Will Jimmy allude to the slap in the first minute, which he did not. The best actor, will he cry? And he did. So good job, Nate Meads. Uh, you get the signed baseball by uh, Oscar host, Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, he is a winner. Also winners, Harry, anyone who comes to watch our watch party, join us in the watch party this week, Thursday and Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Let's go. Kimmel Comedy Club doing it. Race to 10 all day long, eight games Thursday, eight Friday, and we're going to win. What What's our goal, Harry? What's our goal? Uh, yeah. What is our goal? I don't know. I'm, I'm putting you in charge of setting a goal for us. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Bad idea. Bad idea. All right. Let's, let's are, in, uh, are you letting Harry? Are you letting Harry pick the race to tens? Yeah, I think I think we should. I need someone to blame. Mikey Meatballs will it. be there documenting it, and uh, ten dollars to everybody's playing along with us or free drinks. We got it going on Kimmel Comedy Club. Just come down. Free to get in Thursday and Friday, nine a.m. to four p.m. There's going to be news crews and everything. Harry, what shirt are you going to wear? I'm telling you, like the Fox News crew is showing up. What are you? What are you going to wear? I don't know. Um... 
Golden I'll, Girl I'll, uh, shirt. When you hear like the news crews are coming, you, you just step it up. Right? I could step it up. I could also go Golden <clears throat> Girls. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, yeah, I, I, got a bunch, I got a variety with me here in Vegas. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. Yes. You maybe you should wear a disguise because you were famously kicked out of Vegas years ago. So I'm not sure. But now you could you could hang in the Kimmel Comedy Club, I'm pretty sure. Hey, extrapoints.com slash arcade. We're calling it mortgage madness. Now, here's what you do: you fill out the whole bracket <laughs> on extrapoints.com slash arcade. And if you get a perfect bracket, Brother Bri, for the first weekend, not even for the whole thing, for the first weekend, the first two rounds, I will pay your mortgage for the year. Love it. Pretty good, right? Yeah. First two rounds. Wow. Yes. I love it. Wow. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if you do it, not even the whole thing. I know. Does that include me? Can I I still win that? Of course. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And if you get that right, well, well, wow, yes, on. like you're going to do it. Like Sam, you're going to go. Ken's perfect. already paying his mortgage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He calls it mortgage. Man. All right. So I would pay Ken, I guess. I don't know how that works. Brian, what yeah. are you going to say? No, I forget already. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just going to say. Otherwise, if you get, by the way, $1,000 goes to the winner. Uh, 1000 to the winner. And we're going to have a cap of consequences. I was just going to say, if you get that right, though. Um, you get just play, yeah. play the lottery or something too with it oh because jeez, I, I hope it's somebody. Yeah, I, I know, but also with the mortgage, I hope it's like someone in like Flint, Michigan or something. Like I can afford like two hundred sixty dollars a month or something, but I really didn't think this through. Hey, uh, so the brackets are out. Tate Frazier is joining us in just a few minutes. His team did not make it after eleven straight seasons. Um, they were runners up last year to Kansas. Uh, a promising squad and done. And he has the nerve to come on our program, Parlay Kid. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to eat a lot of crow. I, I don't, uh, his predictions, at least uh, on our show <laughs> to start the season, might have been worse than mine. I, yeah. I don't even know. It's uh, He had North Carolina and he had Illinois. This is, yeah. There's nobody that knows more about basketball, college mm-hmm. basketball, than Tate Frazier. He, he, the fact that he's coming on our pod is amazing because this is a guy that should be, he should be on a network talking about, he, nobody in this yes. country knows more about college and, basketball than Tate Frazier. That's I a agree. fact. Can, that agree. is a fact. And can we make fun of him for uh, this loser college of theirs not playing in the NIT, right? I definitely have that written that, down. Like, who sure. do they think they are? Dayton's not either. Dayton turned down the NIT. Uh, Come on, Dayton. That's even worse. That's even worse. Oh, man. Wow. They have just had too many injuries. You were you were winning. Uh, they won that game by like eight, right? No, I don't know. I 11. Up. 11, and VCU beat them in the 8-10 uh, conference tournament final. Parley Kid says, it's. I said that coach has to go. No, I don't know anything about the coach. You like the coach, though, right? Uh, no, personally, like for example, would I want this coach, Anthony Grant, coaching my own kids? Yes, seems like a great guy. Right. Seems like he, he really is. In, you know, he went to UD. He's a UD grad. He's coached at Oklahoma. Um, he has coached uh, uh, He has coached around the country. You know, he was actually at VCU for a while um, mm-hmm. with, with um, OKC Thunder at one time. Right. Great guy. I want, but what if, if I had aspirations of my kids becoming professional basketball players, Uh-oh. yeah, I I don't think I would. Uh, he's not the answer. Okay, Th- this is the thing. And every day, this is look. If you've gone to Dayton, you have to understand. So we've talked about this. Uh-huh. They average their top twenty school in attendance, right? Right. Give me a product that's in the top twenty every year. How is Xavier, which is 20, 30 minutes away from UD. Every year, they're they are in the mix. They 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 a coach leaves, they bring in somebody else, they take over that program. Yeah. Dayton's facilities are top-notch. Like compared to the rest of the A10, schools that are drawing 3,000 people to their, well, to their games. They, they, 4, host the people, every they year, should sure. be dominating yeah. this conference. There is no reason not to. And they they want to talk about possibly going to the Big East. How how no. can they talk like that? No. They haven't won the they haven't won a conference tournament in 20 years. They're, so. a, they're afraid to join the NIT. It's crazy. It's crazy. And well, yeah. I, listen, you know what it is? There's, they don't really have a senior laden team. It's it's mm-hmm. all underclassmen. Right. I, there's no 
I guess they just, with all the injuries they've had this year, they've just decided like it's time just to to uh, just cut all it right. off. I mean, which which I mean, look, this season, this was supposed to be one of our best seasons in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even close. Fans are disappointed. This fan base deserves better. As I said yesterday, they they are overwhelming, overwhelmingly underwhelming. Ooh, I uh, like it. It's really the best get way the to put it. Get the t-shirts going, Paul. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Get that I, that's going. not bad, right? They just, they underwhelm. Right. I mean, look, how do you win a game? Because I can't kill the coach. How do you win the game? Your star <laughs> player has a great game. Your second best player has He's a game. He's going full check on four, us here. I did, I did not want to talk about players, Dayton for 12 minutes. Four but guys yeah. shot combined. Four for 30 or four for 31. Yeah. How You can't win if that's going to happen. No, you can't. I got no you. No way. Uh, teams that can Sorry. win, though. So, no, it's all right. We got the one seeds. Two of the four one seeds did not win their conference tournament. Sasser was out for Houston, so they have an excuse, but they lost to Memphis. That kind of sucked, though. Brian, I had them to win yep. that, conf- uh, that that tournament yep. as well, and that was that was bad news off the bat. What other uh, – oh, Kansas lost to Texas. They didn't win their – the Big 12 tournament, but Purdue won uh, slightest of margins against Penn State, and uh, Alabama won. Boy, they look good. The Alabama, the number one – overall one and i'm looking at this we'll go over this with tate frazier in a minute i think the west is tough and i think the east is tough and you know what uh he's coming on now so let's take a quick break give caesar some love and we'll be back with the great master tate frazier the thing about caesar sportsbook it's not just an app it's your key to a whole empire hotels casinos restaurants shows caesar's palace i'm sure you've heard of it every bet you place with caesar sportsbook brings you closer to perks only caesar's can offer hotel stays at iconic destinations app bonuses merch show tickets and many more caesar's rewards perks so get started today register using code omaha full and then place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars if you win Congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a bet credit. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let's bring in our guest. I love this guy. When it's time to talk about the field of 68, it's only right we bring in the man behind the race to 69. One of the brightest minds in all of college basketball, the host of One Shining Podcast on the Ringer, our good pal, the birthday boy, Tate Frazier. What's happening, Tate? Yeah, I'm excited to be back. I'm actually more well-known as the former producer of Against All Odds. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to be back and talking about college basketball with you guys. I, you know, you must be excited. And now the birthday thing, just to, I know the parlay kid has a birthday during March Madness, too. It's it's very cool, right? If you just like, hey, as a gift, I just want everyone to leave me alone and let me watch games. I think that's where the parlay kid is at. But Tate, I'm going to guess over under 21 and a half years old. 
I'll go slightly over, slightly over. Yeah, just just a little bit over. I'm going to tell people for the next few years I'm 29. Um, <laughs> and just keep that rolling as long as I can. Bill Simmons told me that I had to be in my 20s for him to bring me back to the ringer. So he got <laughs> right there. So uh, it was uh, it was right on time. Perfect timing. People age themselves out of the ringer all the time. By the way, that was <laughs> the big news. I, you know, I, I was at the Vanity Fair party and everyone's like, oh, Tate Frazier back at the ringer. So um, I, uh, g- good job by you. Congratulations. Uh, they're lucky to have you. I compare this to like when Lamar Odom went back to the Clippers. Do you feel yeah. like that's a fair comparison? I think, honestly, a lot of people have called me the Lamar Odom of podcasting. So I think <laughs> out. Um, I'm a utility guy. I'm versatile. Um, I have no problem bringing the ball up the court if you need me to. Uh, no, it's great okay. to be back. It's great to, you know, have the, the Bill Simmons universe connected in yeah. my life again. And, uh, you know, I still can't believe it's real. I uh, when Bill first floated the idea to me, I was like, are, are you uh, am I getting punked right now? What's happening? Is this a drinker <laughs> yeah, he's big on practical jokes. Yeah, I can see. Why you're there. <laughs> there you go. We made it back and uh, we got a podcast again and we get to talk about college basketball. So I love it. And I all need right. all of you guys at some point to come on the show. That That's the, that's the other part. Of, of course, yeah. we'll do it. We'll, we'll, Heck we'll come, yeah. we'll, we'll Heck come yeah. on tonight. Now, listen, let's start with your team now. All, all the niceties aside, how disappointed scale of one to ten are you with these Tari who you picked. I gave you two bets in the beginning of the year, and you said Carolina <laughs> and Illinois. And I'm not sure which is worse, even though Illinois I, is in the I tournament. Got, but. I, got, I got the bet slip right here for a 2023 National Championship, North Carolina plus 900. Put $100 <laughs> on that uh, at the Cherokee Casino in North Carolina back in November. Dumb, <laughs> dumb decision all the way around. I apologize to all the AAO fans for coming on here and spewing nonsense. I actually knew as soon as I said to you guys that North Carolina was going to do it, that uh, that might have been their nail in the coffin. I personally am subscribing to the idea that they played Alabama in the uh, Phil Knight Invitational at the start of the year. And it was just one of those Space Jam moments where the number one team in the country plays an Alabama team that no one really knew about. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. Alabama's the number one overall seed. They look unbeatable at this point. They look like the team that North Carolina was supposed to be this season. Um, They go to four overtimes and they leave with the Space Jam basketball and they have all all the powers of the top team in the country. And uh, it's the biggest disappointment in college basketball history. There's no if fans or buts. Wow. Or um, Good. I like you saying that. Well, I like him saying, yeah. Yes. It's, it's Interestingly enough, the, the Space Jam uh, team is a six seed in the Midwest. I'm just looking at that now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they got but it. No, but take no NIT. I mean, that's a little, that's a little arrogant. Uh, Parley Kids Dayton Flyers team did the same thing, but. Well, come on. Yeah. I think you punish the players by making them suit up for the NIT. No, I'm a hundred percent with that. And you know, it, it, there's this attitude with North Carolina basketball right now. There's this kind of pompous attitude where we're better than people. And uh, you know, that's something that I don't like to be a part of. And I remember when I was growing up, the Sam Cassell quote, right. When Sam Cassell called, you know, Carolina fans, a bunch of wine and cheese people. I think that that stands true when you act like this, you act like you're better than the NIT. That's ridiculous. And uh, North Carolina won the national championship in 2009, played in the NIT in 2010. So there, that's a perfect example of taking your humble pie and actually playing the younger guys. Like back then they played John Henson and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Larry Drew had a great NIT. They almost won the NIT. I'm really disappointed in Hubert Davis. I really am. Especially when you look hmm. and you juxtapose it against Jerry Stackhouse, another Carolina guy who's at Vanderbilt. I thought Vanderbilt had a case to make the tournament. I thought that they were a really solid team and they don't get into the NCAA tournament, but instead of acting like, oh, we're too big and bad to go play in the NIT, they take their medicine. They say, we're going to lock in. We're going to do this for our seniors. Same thing with Rutgers, right? Rutgers had an argument to yeah. be in the tournament. Steve Peichel, a coach I really respect, does the same thing. He doesn't go and complain and act like he's big bigger and better than the NIT says, you know what, we're going to go in there. We're going to try to win the thing. And uh, that's the attitude you should have. I I don't like sore losers. I don't like people mm. that think they're better than people. And uh, you know, m- maybe Carolina basketball, they need some humility and hopefully at some point they get some, you know, by the way, I'm thinking about this now and you are, you are 30 years old, right? You, you, it's, you That was the, the joke you made. You were in your twenties when you signed with the ringer. Now you're 30. Let me ask you this, though, and I noticed that just in what you just said, there's just a, a hint of you lobbying for the position yourself. What would it take for you to achieve? I mean, what a goal that would be. What a dream to be the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. What does the next 10 years look like for Tate to get there? 
I, I think I have to continue having on coaches on the show and, and talking mm-hmm. about flex offenses and things like that. That's how I get the coaches all fired up. I have like some coaching you clinics. I have like George Raveling come on and explain to me the five principles of being a winner, things like that, you know, where I get all these coaches all jazzed up about the idea. I actually mm-hmm. have figured out I don't want to be the coach of Carolina basketball. Oh, come on. I want to be the GM. I, I, I want to be able to like make the roster decisions and, uh, and be able to kind of sit in the background and then have my GM. Jerry West, Pat Riley chair uh, right next to Roy Williams and, you know, trying to put together these five-star rosters. That would be the ideal world because as a coach, you get all the blame and you get none of the credit. So I, I, I don't know how that, how much fun I would have with that. I actually feel bad for Hubert Davis. He made a big dumb decision by leaving broadcasting. What we do is a lot of fun and you can say mm-hmm. whatever you want and, and, you know, have a good time. But when you go coaching, then you got a million other coaches telling you what to do. I'm not sure I could handle that stress. And also, um, I can say, though, I will be a better loser than uh, what Carolina has been like this year. I would have a good attitude about it. Tate would be the best loser, and he's young, too. He'd be the best young loser you've right. ever I'm seen. I'm like Will Wade. Just sign me up. <laughs> All right, so now the brackets came out, I don't know, what, 15 hours ago or something, maybe a little more. How? What do you, what do, you do? How much do you look at these? I know you peered over. You study it more than any exam you've ever taken. But um, what jumps out at you? immediately other than uh, that you don't see your team anywhere and any of the 16 seeds in the four um, regions. Yeah, they didn't deserve it. So that, that immediately I was fine with that. I mean, I thought okay. it was a little insult to injury to put Carolina as the first four out just so that, you know, you could run back all the times so that they were this close <laughs> again. But besides right. that, let's talk about their rival because I think Duke got ac- actually screwed uh, for the first time in uh, NCAA tournament history. Bracket wow. History. Um, the fact that Duke is a five seed after they were a half game from winning the ACC regular season and then they go and win the ACC tournament and they're a five seed. That is to me, that is shocking. I, I never thought Duke would get treated such a way by the committee and the ACC in general just has fallen out of favor because of the quad system and the way that we, yeah. you know, idolize all these analytics that we have going on. So Duke being a five seed is one thing, but then Duke being matched up with the hottest team in the country, a team that has a player, Max Asmus, who's been to a sweet 16 that can go on a, you know, a big run and they have a seven footer that transferred in from Arkansas. They actually have a true rim protector. So if I'm a Duke fan and I, Obviously, I'm far from a Duke fan, but if I you am, you are a Duke right. Fan, yeah. <laughs> I'm fired. I'm fired up because this is this is BS. You know, you get a five twelve game after winning the ACC tournament, and it's against a team that's won seventeen straight and has one of the best players in the country. That's yeah. a little ridiculous to me. So if if I was uh, my first initial reaction when I saw the bracket was, wow, Duke got a tough draw in the first round. But if they do beat Oral Roberts, I think they got a great draw. Um, so that's kind interesting. of interesting there. But uh, yeah, that was my first big takeaway. And Alabama scares me, um, you know, b- beyond all the off the court stuff. Alabama is a very, very dangerous team and they can. The uh, off the court st- stuff has to scare you too, right? Right. Well, all, yes. of, yeah, okay. all of it does. All of it does. <laughs> but my, my biggest fear is I'm watching Alabama was it feels almost inevitable with the talent of this team. And then you look at the way that their bracket is um, and their yeah. I uh, I feel like they got a pretty good draw at least to get to the second weekend and then we'll see what happens from there. So they have the look of a team that gets past the elite eight, right? Just that, right. that athleticism um, getting to the hoop, you know, the glide, the easy gliding to the, I don't know how to explain it, but they're, they're really just, uh, and they're making their damn shots, which is uh it's going to be there. They're a tough out. They Number one overall their, seed, right? Yeah. Some of their best, uh, I, I call it the elephant in the room. That's what Alabama is in college. That's what we call Harry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry, sorry. The the elephant in the room is that Alabama is by far the best team in college basketball, but we can't really talk about them the way that we want to, you know? Uh, Yeah. And that's what we got going on right now. And uh, their best offense sometimes is missing shots. Like Brandon Miller the other day, you know, he was one for eight from three, but he had five offensive rebounds on his own misses, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the crazy part about Alabama. They're, they're a very scary team. And uh, if they win the national championship, we're going to have a tough time in college basketball because every single conversation is going to come with like a 30 second monologue about all the things that happened off the court. And then they're going to talk about the basketball. And uh, that's just not what we want for college basketball. At least that's not what I want. No, I know. And it's got to be what Tate Frazier wants. That's what, uh, <laughs> otherwise, what do we care about college basketball? Let me ask you, though, with these teams. Um, so Alabama is not going to be your answer, but out of the top seeds, I'll even give you the top two seeds. So out of eight teams, uh, Alabama, Purdue, Houston, Kansas, and then the two seeds, which one are you most concerned with? Which one do you see could get picked off early? 
That's a good question. I think Texas, uh, just maybe because they have hmm. Texas on their jerseys is why Texas concerns me. I love their guards. I really do. I, I mean, with Hunter, Marcus Carr, and Serge Barry Rice, I have the, they have three great guards that can get them in great situations. Dylan DeSue, their big man, is playing really good basketball right now. I love that they have an X-Factor guy in Brock Cunningham that will do the little stuff. I do worry about the fact that Texas, you know, I, Ronnie Terry's done a great job, but when we get to the tournament, it's a coaching, you know, exposition at some level. And I am worried about Texas. And in fact, when I look at that first round game against Colgate, a two fifteen game, that's a bad draw for Texas, especially mm. coming off a big 12 tournament. And you're playing a team that has one of the hottest, best coaches in the country in Colgate and a team that shoots 41% from three as a team. And if you're Texas and you talk about the variance in college basketball, a team like Colgate gets hot. They hit a bunch of threes. And all of a sudden, they're the best. They're the best team in New York State. <laughs> well, there you go, Harry. They're the best <laughs> team in the state of New York. And, wow, and the state of New York knows basketball better than the state of Texas, typically. So <laughs> I, I would say at this point, I, I don't know. The, the Colgate has my attention, so I, I worry about Texas. And it's not because Texas isn't a good basketball team. I just think they got a really <laughs> tough draw in the first round. I'm going to put that in big, big, bold letters. Colgate has my intention. Tate <laughs> Frazier. Colgate it. get hot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, let me ask you this, Tate. All right, so that that takes care of the the lower seeds, who you're worried about. Give me 13, 14, or 15 seed. Who can make a little bit of a run here? Well, I think a fun 13 seed, I don't know if they can make a run, but I think as far as the fans at home and everyone that's a basketball fan, we have to lock in on the fact that Rick Pitino is playing UConn in the first round. Um, yeah. this is I own a team that it's his most talented team that he's had. Yes. He's doing mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, recon right now, trying to figure out what job he wants. I know personally from my sources that Rick Pitino reached out uh, with an eager interest for the Georgetown job. Georgetown, it sounds like they're going to go in a different direction, but Rick Pitino is going to have options. I mean, Ole Miss reached out to him. Texas Tech is reaching out to him. And of course, we got St. John's, you know, Queens, New yeah. York, waiting on Rick Pitino to say he's going to be that guy. So this is his first Big East game potentially against UConn. I would be very concerned if I'm Connecticut just because Rick Pitino is on the sidelines and Rick Pitino is trying to make a splash, make some noise, show that mm. he is one of those coaches that belongs at the highest level. And Dan Hurley is a good basketball coach, but he's not a better coach than Rick Pitino. And Rick Pitino is also of that godfather group, like with their dad, you know, the, the OG right. Bob Hurley. And I think there could be a little bit of a, uh, you know, master meets uh, the student in this game. And, and I think master Pitino is going to walk through and get a win. So I like Iona wow. as, a, as a sleeper there as a, as an upset in the first round, especially because UConn could in theory win the national championship. That's how talented they are. But I think they got a really bad draw in the first round with Rick Pitino. Did but do you think Patino in, in terms of him taking potentially the St. John's job? I think he's like, no, 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 no. Colgate's the best team in this uh, best school in the state. I gotta get out. I gotta get out. Well, getting out is good. Colgate job, yeah. <laughs> um, what? Well, all right, talk with Harry about uh, Bayheim because um, I, I don't know. Now I feel like it swung a little. People are giving him too much uh, crap, Bayheim, and he should maybe be praised a little more. And then there's Harry who rooted for him uh, all, all his life and is like, ah, let that guy go already. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, 47 years is a long time for anyone. I think it's really funny because at the start of the year, I was told by a Syracuse person that this was Jim Beheim's last season and that Red Autry was taking over. So I was mm-hmm. told that in October mm-hmm. and it felt like it was something that was a known thing around basketball circles. Every time I would ask anyone that was in the know, they'd say, yeah, this is Beheim's last year and right. Red's going to take over for him. Um, so eventually that was just kind of in the back of my mind. I, I thought it was a known thing. And then you get to, as the season is getting later and later, I'm waiting for Bayheim to say anything. I'm waiting for him yeah. to say, this yeah. is the end, or, you know, this is my last game at the Carrier Dome, or any, anything that would, you know, allude to the fact that he's leaving basketball. But the less I heard, the more I was like, wow, whatever I was told obviously was wrong. Um, right. And I think Jim Beheim just tried to wait it out. I really do. I think he kept waiting for, you know, some magical run, kind of like what Carolina's team did this year. They just kept waiting for some sort of spark of magic that was never going to happen. So in Beheim's mind, he thought he was going to win the ACC tournament in Greensboro, get into the dance, then convince the administration that, you know, they needed him for three more years at the very least. This is a guy that told people in 2015 he was retiring in 2018. He gets to 2018. He says he's going to coach for five more years. Funny enough, he actually did coach for five more years. If you, if you do the math there. Mm-hmm. So he actually wasn't lying to us then. 
Um, I personally think he was trying to break Coach K's record. I don't blame him for trying to break Coach K's record. I've he, been saying that too, Tate. That's the only reason why I think he was hanging on. He was going to get 17 wins a season. Right. Um, he promised this job to Mike Hopkins like five, six, seven years ago. Yep. Hopkins finally had to leave. And granted, growing up in the 80s, the Big East was the was the greatest thing ever. It was the greatest thing ever. Syracuse was the greatest thing ever. The Carrier Dome for Washington. The 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 game the the season against uh, losing against Keith Smart in Indiana it was awesome and I love Bayheim then but then when he, you start you seeing these lies and seeing him want, really thinking about the wins and being awful in post uh, uh, post game uh, press conferences and embarrassing the young students it's just like enough Jim and then, I mean, you really want to go out this way and it just it was it was it was not it was last two years were really bad. Yeah. By the way, enough gym. Enough, how many times has Tate said enough gym in the last uh, a year? I said but it not on for Saturday. Time. I saw it on Saturday night. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, enough gym. <laughs> again? I see you again. I thought I didn't work with you anymore. How are you at every event I go to? I go to the, go to the Ringer live show and it's Jim there and he's like, hey, buddy. And I'm like, oh, is he there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's like in the VIP section. I'm like, who gave this guy a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> There I love it. I love it. And what? But now, would you be surprised if uh, Patino steps down and Beheim takes the Iona job? I, I uh, I'm just I, like, I'm I, that's a good. It. That's uh, a good. Uh, or maybe the Colgate <laughs> job when when that right. opens up. You know what I mean? If, right. if you're Jim Beheim, why not? I I also think there's a world in which Coach K could come back to Army. Like, what if mm. K goes back to Army to get some more oh, wins? Wow. Just to, to stock mm. more wins up. And then Bayon goes to Iona to try to get some wins. And we have this showdown of the ages. Rick Patino's at St. John's trying to get wins. Just That's like the old guard. That'd be fun. They're fighting for four wins a year. Each of them. <laughs> one gets five, one gets four until they die. Uh, all right, Tate. Now, this is the morning, morning uh, moment. Uh-huh. It's the moment of truth is what it is. Um, I'm going to give you free birthday bets, a couple. Now, you could bet to win a region. You could bet a Thursday-Friday game. You could bet a play-in game if you want. Or you could bet teams to win the whole thing. You know how betting works. Uh, you came on here. You gave out Carolina and Illinois. Listen, this is the place to go if you're going to give out bad picks. All right? We do it all the time. But it's time to get serious, Master Tate Frazier. Who are you going with? I'll, I'll tell you the top four. You might want to stay away. Houston Cougars, who Brother Brian and I predicted preseason, are 6-1. to one. Alabama, 7-1. to one. Kansas, 10. Purdue, 10. That takes care of the one seeds. Then Texas, I know you don't like 12. Uh, UCLA, also 12. Arizona, 12. And then Gonzaga, 15-1. to one. Give me a couple bets here. Birthday bets for Tate Frazier. Yeah, I uh, I will say this a caveat before I start. If UCLA was 100% healthy, if Jalen Clark was healthy and yeah. if Bona was healthy, I think UCLA would win the national championship. So that, okay. that I have my UCLA sweatshirt on. I, I think they were on their path. <laughs> but, uh, now, now that that's all taken care of, UCLA is not going to win it this year because of those injuries that I just discussed. So mm-hmm. I, I thought UCLA was going to be the team. So then I had Tate, to... You can, Tate, you can still jump on my Creighton. I know you didn't love them at the beginning of the season. You can still jump on my Blue Jays. Yeah, I like Creighton. I just hate that first round matchup with NC State. And I also hate the fact that they could play uh, Pasternak and UC Santa Barbara in the second round because I think UCSB is an underrated team. You talk about the 13-14s, UC Santa Barbara. Mm. They should have beat Creighton in 2021. They lost by one point in that game. They were up late. So UC Santa Barbara, throw them in there. But as far as uh, a team that I think could win the championship, let's start with a team that I think is a surefire to win their region. Um, And this is kind of a boring you know, pick, but I think that you just got to believe in them because of who they are. They had the most quad wins in the country. I think Kansas is going to win the West. I think hmm. Kansas is going to be in Houston. I'm not, I don't think Kansas is going to repeat, but I think they're going to be back in the final four, potentially back in the title game. So uh, Kansas would be one of those, you know, just put it in your back pocket. I believe in them. I think they can do it. As, more, as far as a more fun pick um, in the Midwest, I know everyone's on Houston. Everyone expects Houston to make it back to Houston for the Final Four. For whatever reason, this Sasser injury has me a little bit worried. And uh, yeah. that Memphis game got in my head a little bit with this group. Um, I just feel like Houston may have just had some bad luck. And and that's why I think Miami's going to win the Midwest. I think Miami Ooh, wow. is a team. Um, I thought they got a, a kind of a bad draw as a five seed as well. I think they should have been a four seed. But Miami plays Drake. Drake, everyone's all over Drake. I, I think Miami is going to show some athleticism. Jordan Miller is going to be a star uh, in this regional. Indiana, I think they get upset in the first round by Kent State. Um, I like Indiana, but I mm. think Kent State's a bad matchup. So I think Miami gets lucky. Mm. They play a 13 seed to get to the second weekend. I think Houston struggles with an Iowa team if Iowa's able to handle business against Auburn. They have a top five offense, Iowa does. So if Houston makes it there to the Sweet 16, 
I think Miami Houston is a lot like Miami Auburn last year where we're all over Auburn and we think that they're going to go to the final four, but Miami is just a very tough, well-coached team. Right. I think Larinaga might be one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the tournament. Um, so I don't know. Midwest, I, I like Miami. So Kansas to win their regional, Miami to win their regional. And then I, I kind of went outside the box a little bit. I think Arizona is going to win the national championship. Um, I know there's concern over Umar Balo and his hand. Um, he broke his, he fractured his left hand, but he said he's playing. He said he's fine. They have the best front court in the country. When they play their 17-year-old point guard, uh, Boswell, they are mm-hmm. a different team. I mean, a, a, an all-pro level NBA type team. I think he has the toughness to go up against a team like Mizzou that has some older guys. Got Kobe Brown, the 24th to star for them. I think Arizona's toughest matchup getting there will probably be Princeton. Princeton's a really disciplined team. Um, I think there's a world in which we look up at halftime in the first round and Arizona's down at halftime and people are like, Tate Frazier's an idiot. Um, but I think Arizona will handle business, <laughs> get past Princeton. I think they'll handle Mizzou. I think they're going to meet Creighton, your Blue Jays, Harry, in the Sweet 16. That's a matchup. Those two teams played in the Maui Invitational uh, Championship this year. I think uh, Arizona survives that game. I think Arizona then beats Alabama, gets to the Final Four, um, and then they play Kansas in the championship, and they get a win. First wow. time since 1997. So I'm going... Wow. All right. So I'm going to give you all three of those bets. Uh, Arizona to win it all at 12-1. to Although we're, we're a little concerned. Harry and I watched that. Omar uh, Balo, his free throws are never higher than the rim. I don't know how, how that's going to work uh, down the stretch. Um, <laughs> he Shaq-like. Yeah. Shaq-like. Yeah. Yeah. So Arizona twelve to one the whole thing Kansas to win their um, region at three to one and Miami at fifteen to one to mid win the Midwest hundred dollars on each Tate there okay. you go yeah birthday birthday guy you got a cash we're gonna I go in we're gonna it. go in on I, here. I hope no. I didn't I hope I didn't curse. don't appreciate it just win just make sure you win <laughs> right that's, that's, that's how you I'm do at. it. I, after what I did at the start of the year with Carolina, I feel like uh, I owe the listeners something. So I'm hoping one of those. Yes. Hits. I think Kansas is the surefire bet. I know Bill Self had the heart um, situation and all that, but I, I think uh, he's supposed to be back on the sidelines. And if Bill Self's on the sidelines, Kansas is going to be tough to beat for anybody. Okay. I like those bets. But brother, Brian, you like those? Paula kid? I don't, well, it's funny. I like, I like Arizona too, but I, I also wonder if mentally I'm just rooting for Arizona so Alabama doesn't win. Like, I know Tate, Tate too is not, is hoping yeah. they don't win, but I'm yeah. kind of feeling the same way. I kind of don't want them to win. Um, and right, I've said right, before, right, right. and I've said before, I didn't think they would win like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's who I have coming out of that side is Arizona. I think this is a nice mix, Parley Kid, if we want to join uh, Master Tate here. 12 to 1, 3 to 1, 15 to 1. Miami's a fun one, too. Miami's a nice, Miami's nice a little fun team in general. Yes. Cool for. All right. So I'm giving you all three, and I don't want to show favoritism here. So I'm also giving uh, Mark Titus um, $5 on Northern Kentucky <laughs> to win the whole thing and $5 on <laughs> UNC Asheville to uh, cut down the nets. I, right. like, I like UNC Asheville. That's not a bad bet. Uh, good. All right. Well, maybe he'll give you some of the bet, but I can't uh, I can't I leave him hanging. I, I think dude. he's good. I think he's the good. The Norse are hot, Tate. The Norse are hot. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tate. Tate, Tate, how many podcasts? What are you doing this week for the Ringer? I mean, one shining podcast, obviously, but um, how often are you going to roll them out? Yeah, so we're going to do, we just put out a Selection Sunday special, had uh, Kyle Mann from the Ringer and Kevin Connors, who is a sports center anchor, does a nice uh, mid-major top 10 throughout the year. Love love Kevin Connors. So had those guys come on. Uh, Tuesday, we are having on uh, former national champion Ty Jerome of uh, Virginia fame. He's going to come on, do a little bit of a tournament primer um, get us prepared for what we need to look for in the tournament. Try to convince me that Furman's not going to upset Virginia in the first round. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. And then every night after the games, uh, myself and Kyle Mann are doing reaction shows. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, after every single night of the first round games, uh, we will nice. be breaking it down. So nice. um, that's that's the plan for this week. A lot of podcasts, a lot of talking about basketball. It's fun nice. to be in the saddle. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens. But Bill Simmons said he's going to come on and talk basketball at some point. So no, he, he doesn't do know these happens. players. You got to introduce it. He has no idea who they are. And then he, uh, like, he, he's an he expert at the draft. Like, when I first uh, <laughs> when I first signed on, I went to the Spotify office and yeah. I didn't even know I was going to do a podcast recording. But I walked in. He's like, take a seat. <laughs> really? I sit down and he's like, all right, let's talk Alabama. I was like, all right, well, let's ease me into it. Yeah, all right, show me on a map where Alabama is. I love it. Well, Tate, listen, I mean, you may know too much for this, but I would like you also to join our uh, extra points 
Mortgage Madness, extrapoints.com slash arcade. If you pick the first two rounds correctly, just the first two rounds, not the whole bracket, I will pay your mortgage, not just yours, anyone who could do it for the entire year, 2023, wow. and I guess into March of 24. Can you? What is your mortgage these days, Tate? I mean, it's like or your rent. Yeah. It's, it's like thirty five hundred a month, you know. Is it really? Yeah. So this is this is what we okay. need. I, I got live in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I was like, right. this is a great deal okay. for me. I'm gonna have to go crunch the numbers. I'm gonna have to go reach out to some analytics guys. Uh, run All some right. <laughs> Can you get a roommate and get a cheaper spot? I don't know. Can you move in with Jim Cunningham? Make no, it easier sure. on me. I can't do it. <laughs> no. I can't do it. <laughs> Master my, my health Frazier. is a concern now. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> of course, yes. You can take all that second answer. <laughs> you need someone like Jim to win. Yes, for sure. All right, Tate, thanks so much for coming on. You're a delight as always. Happy birthday. Happy I'm saying birthday. to him like, uh, like, birthday, they, like they did, they did birthday, at the Oscars. <laughs> they sang to the guy at the Oscars, but we'll oh, spare man. you that, Tate. Yeah, appreciate you guys. And uh, I will say Jimmy's monologue last night was amazing. Uh, oh, good. The joke about James Cameron and Tom Cruise not showing up—that <laughs> was that was. Five I just five. like the little stuff with the the old that uh, you know the John Williams is his name. He's like he's been nominated fifty three <laughs> times and won five, which is not very good, really. He lost the game last night. He also there, there was uh they had the person there that's like for world peace or whatever, and he asked about Harry Styles spitting. Yeah, <laughs> like, I always talk about peace. He's like he's getting a lot of crap for that online. People, oh, that some people funny. don't like that. He gave, a great, he gave a great. No, you can't be funny. Answer. Don't ever be funny. Don't ever be funny. You're asking for trouble. All right, take good job by you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks, Tate. Yeah, you guys. Tate. All right, there he was, the great Tate Frazier. Good times, Harry. Harry. You miss best. him? You miss He's him a little bit? Tons, tons. Yeah. He's the best. Good guy. Good guy. And 30 years old. Boy, he's I mean, he's got like three or four good years left. (laughs) I hope he he makes the most of it. All right, listen, let's take a uh, another break and we'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we have some NFL talk here. My God, during this podcast, a bunch of major, major uh, things happened. Jimmy G is a Raider, Brother Bry. Yeah. He's the quarterback of your team, and you couldn't have a more neutral reaction to that news <laughs> yep. uh, when we broke it to you. Um, what, what's the money again? It was, I mean... Three years, 47 or something? Three for no, 67. 67. Yeah, 67? and only like $36 million guaranteed. Like, look, contract side it makes sense i mean it does make sense that they brought him in i mean i still want to i still want to draft a quarterback though um yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's look the coaching staff like i, I was saying before the pod it's, the coaching staff is essentially saying like we think jimmy g is better than Derek carr because they you know they had an opportunity to bring Carr back it's not like the contract was out of control for him either mm-hmm. i mean i like mm-hmm. i like changing it up here um but I don't know. Can Jimmy G survive more than eight, nine games? Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, you know what? Our friends at Caesars think he can because the Raiders have jumped odds wise. Yeah, right. No, they haven't. No, they're still fourth. <laughs> right. they're still fourth at twelve to they one. They might have jumped. That, yeah, they might have went backwards. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be like a, you know, this offense. I don't know. It's going to become more boring, more running oriented. It's like uh, uh, I don't know. You know, it's weird. Aside from the Arizona Cardinals, the Raiders have the longest odds to win their division. Yeah, that's fair. That's strange. That's strange. That's fair. That's oh, fair. Boy. Meanwhile, the 49ers got better. 
they sign uh they sign Javon Hargrave 40 million dollars and uh they lose McGlinchey to the Broncos which I guess is good for Russell Wilson as a yeah. lineman but yeah it's a lot of OLDL action today uh Hargrave Bosa and Eric Armstead my god parlay kid that that I mean we're looking at maybe one of the better to me, it's like, who the hell cares who the quarterback is? That's one team that doesn't have to worry about spending on a quarterback um, because we saw what Brock Purdy did. I think Trey Lance could yeah. do about the same with this team. And the dealer's holding a six when you got defensive guys like that, right? Yeah, they got a they got a good thing going there, Sal, in San Francisco. Especially, look, this all happens when you can pay your quarterback so little, like Purdy, right? So if Purdy's their starter, he's on obviously a very – Small uh, rookie contract, uh, rookie uh, level Trey contract. Lance too. Yep. Yeah. Right. And and Lance. So you can afford to go out and get all the rest of these good players. So they're um, they're scary. You know, they're, they they they're very scary. scary. They, they, to me, again, as a Cowboys fan, I I almost even though the Cowboys almost took them out, a uh, little scarier than uh, the Eagles. Not, yeah. I mean, they're gonna have games where they hold. A year lot of teams to two, two touchdowns or less. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I guess they were a little thin on off uh, defensive line. I guess I kind of read up on some of this stuff, but not not anymore. As long as they they still have to sign Bosa, but it looks like that's going to happen. Meanwhile, the Rams got worse. I think they traded Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins mm -hmm. for a 2023 third round pick, uh, 77 overall, and Hunter Long. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at those odds in the AFC East, the Dolphins are four to one. On Caesars, the Jets are plus two thirty. The Patriots eight to one. I love that. I love that they're last, dead last, right there. Wow. And the Bills are plus one ten to win that division. But Harry, I think this Jets, the Jets odds are so. Now Rodgers is the the only interesting one left that's not in the draft, right? Like now that Jimmy G is settled with the Raiders, Rodgers kind of has to go to the Jets, right? Or they have to pull something with drafting. I I, I don't think they'll they can't draft at this point. If he doesn't go to the get. Jets, I'm not. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Mike White signed with the Dolphins today. Not that that's a he was going to start for them, but at plus two thirty, I think all the Rogers signing is baked into that number at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, what else are the what is the Jets and what is Rogers going to do? He's going to have to go there, and I just don't. Again, though, I just maybe it's just my uh, bias towards uh, not liking Rogers. I just don't know if it's a good. I just I know he's going to probably have to go there. But I just don't see that being a good fit. And, you know, the Jets, again, haven't made the playoffs in 2010. He hasn't done anything in the playoffs in years. And he's going to be 40 in December. I, I don't, I just, I, I know the Jets are kind of desperate and Rodgers might be too to have to go to New York. But I just don't think it's a good fit. I just don't. Well, it's a good fit for a year or two, but what you you get the baggage with Rodgers. Is he going? Right. Is, is he going to come back the year after? Is he going to do this? What's he going to do? And by the way, we say he has no choice. He could. Probably kid, he could just retire. Couldn't you see him retiring and just being done? So. He certainly could. Look, listen to the New York Sports Radio, at least yesterday. Um, they made it sound like the Rodgers to the Jets was all but a done deal. They were just waiting for it to be announced. So Yeah. Um, I feel like we I were there with we'll Denver, too. With Nathaniel Hack and no, his best you're friends. Right, though. You're Schreireth right. called yep. it. Everybody yeah, was he's on a, it. But he's a know. different breed, this guy. You're yep. right. So anybody, ah, I'm done with football. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So football uh, right there. Right there for you. And, uh, and the uh, Lamar Jackson stuff is just crazy. It's still nuts. It's still nuts. I don't know. I don't know if it's collusion, Bri, or what. I see both sides of the equation. Yeah. But I wonder if we're going to see it this week. Yeah. I mean, I, again, we, we've we talked about this on the side, but yeah, the Jackson thing is a weird, it's just a weird case. There's a lot of factors. There's a lot of yep. factors going to It's not as simple as it sounds to just say. Right. Because, you know, we still don't know like the exact demands. Is it five years, 250 million, all guaranteed? Is he, you know, is he holding to that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but there's a, there's a lot. There's a he lot. didn't help himself by not finishing the year again. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yards that's, per carry go down again. These are very, certainly, very hurt, real, certainly hurt. real data that, that you have to consider, but also I could a hundred percent see the owners colluding on this. Oh yeah. Um, which is fine, I guess too. <laughs> right. They're not going to, they'll go to jail for other things, but not this. So, uh, it's just a shame Lamar Jackson yep. would have to be the sacrificial lamb if that's the uh, case. All right, Monday, no college hoops today, right? NIT tomorrow, and we have uh, the playing games tomorrow, so I have to go to the NBA. I gave this out on extra points uh, this morning also. Jason Tatum under 29.5 against this 
Awful, awful Houston team. Really one of the worst now. Dropped 15 of the last 16. They're pitiful. And this is actually why I think Tatum's going to go under. I think he's going to play three quarters. They have four games this week, the Celtics. So this is the time to rest him. He'll play his 28 minutes, whatever. Put up 23, 24, 25 uh, points. It really doesn't make sense if you look at what he's been doing. For the last five, he's had 30 or more. So uh, I think it's a uh, fixed number here, under 29 and a half. Harry, what do you like? I'm going to go hockey, Sal. I'm going to take a parlay kid's guy from the Sabres, Tage TNT Thompson, to record at least (laughs) one assist versus Toronto tonight at minus minus 150, a little high, but I'm going to. To get one assist, not I for you, it isn't. Don't say that. That's Man, not really fine. Hard for you. Yeah. Thompson, Darren, by the way, Darren, I don't know if you know, Thompson, a Phoenix, Arizona native, leads oh, wow. Buffalo in scoring with 86 points. He's sixth overall in the NHL in scoring, has five assists in his last five games, and had an assist earlier this season in their other meeting against. The Maple Leafs, Tage Thompson, to record an assist. Wow, I'm sorry, I didn't know he was a Phoenix, Arizona native. I'm gonna, I'm gonna contact my accountant <laughs> and see how much I can put on this. Now. Um, all right, uh, Parley kid, the Sacramento Kings. Now, uh, Bill Simmons, we talked about Simmons. He, he's like, guys, this is ridiculous. And Harry, we were staring at this a couple weeks ago. The Lakers' odds to win the West versus the Kings odds to win the West. It was like 14 to one for the Lakers who were like tied for 10th and the Kings who are a, a two seed right now and just beating their snot out of everybody. 33 to one. I bet the Kings to win the West yesterday. I said, what the hell's going Smart. on here? We did. It's like Durant gets hurt, <laughs> right? Aren't they right in there? I, I feel like they're yep. 33 to one at this I'm point in the year. The team has 40 wins, but probably kid you like them tonight. Yeah, Sal, look, the Bucs have been uh, – these are the two of the hottest teams in the NBA, right? The yeah. Bucs have uh, – you know, they've, they're coming off a loss, but uh, at the same time, right? They're coming off a loss? Yeah. Am I saying yeah, that right? Yeah, they're coming yeah. off a loss, yeah. yeah. You said that exactly um, yeah, right. Yeah, they're coming off yep. a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, Sacramento is uh, the, one of the hottest teams. They're 8-1 in the last nine. They've been great at home. And, and the X factor is – and Harry has mentioned this before – you know, and this reminds me of uh, those years with Jason Williams and, 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 and those guys. That crowd is amazing in Sacramento. Yes. They really are a fired up crowd. They don't get enough credit. They don't get enough. This is going to be a big-time playoff atmosphere at this game tonight. This crowd is going to be insane. This is a game that Sacramento is going to want to show that they're the real deal. Sabonis. Close to I, I, I'd almost might be putting a little money on him for a triple double tonight Ooh. as well. I think Sacramento here they keep it rolling. Bucks look they're, they're great too, but that home court advantage. The Bucks and you never know with the Bucks. Who knows at the last minute who could be sitting this game out? Right. You never know with them either. So let's just take Sacramento at home plus one ten. They're, they're, they might be the best in the West, Sal. Might be the best in the West. They're better than the Lakers, for God's sakes. 30 we to know one. that. That's they're, a fact. They're still 30 to 1, and the Lakers are 14 to 1. Let's come on, people. Smarten up. Uh, Bry, Brooke Lopez, we, we, um, it was a different book, but someone bet he was 500 to 1 to win yeah, Defensive Player crazy. of the Year. Crazy. And now he's uh, a, a substantial favorite um, to do that. That was, that was the bet of the year, if you could have jumped on that. You like him. Uh, to, you know, perform some defensive wonder again, right? Yeah, I like him over two and a half blocks and steals, minus 108. Yeah, he's a favorite to win defensive player of the year. When you watch him this season, he, he does seem like a different player. I watched a lot of that mm. Warriors game the other night, and I thought he played great until, you know, Steph caught fire. Uh, but that said, he has, in the over the last four games, he has 20 blocks. He has a steal in each one of those games, too. So he's averaging six blocks and steals per game over his last four. All you have to do is go mm. over two and a half in this game. Um, I do think this game is a very offensive game. A lot of shots are going to be put up. So I think that leads to more opportunities on the defensive side to get a, a steal or a block here. So over two and a half, I just thought that was low. I will say, funny, the uh, part kid mentioned, I, I thought Sabonis was the one I was originally looking at, triple-double. I think it was plus 390 right there um, yeah. tonight as well. So I thought that was good, mm. guy, considering he's had two over the last few games. So. Parley kid and you, I, we, we should mention it. You now you rarely, I think rarely's the uh, fair characterization have the same pick yeah. you guys, extra points.com 
Uh, you have give picks every day, and and especially as specific as this was, yeah. this UFC, and you had buy the shit. What was it? Plus three eighty five or something. Uh, three forty five. Devalish feel like plus three twenty five versus Jan, and we we didn't. I, we had no idea that the other was picking that right. either. And a, a yeah, whole slate, a no. whole slate of Saturday. No, I so a ton of th- options for Saturday to choose and nice chose pick, the same guys. one. No, I like that. I, I've that always liked great. Devashville. Oh, what a dominant fight! But it's so hard. as dominating as it was. You knew it was going to end in decision. That's hard to say for a UFC fight. If a guy yeah. comes out just like yep. uh, that with the aggression that he had, uh, right? Like you just pressure, didn't see. It's like his pressure was insane. It's hard. I don't know how you keep. I mean, Jan looked like he was tired after the first round. The crazy thing I said, you guys, the odds came up on the screen. Jan was still the favorite going into the second Minus round. Minus 150, Which I is know. nuts considering Tavales really just dominated that first round too. So, And he also threw two rounds. He had like 14 uh, takedown attempts. I think he had four. It was like oh, four yeah, for 14. Just constant. It was and even on, yeah, yeah, his stand-up game was really good too. So, yeah. Yeah. Good job by you. Harry, what do we have on? We were watching it. We had the four screens here. It was me, you, uh... <laughs> Uh, Jack, Jack, my son Jack, and uh, Harrison. And what were the four screens we had? It's about to get better, but what do we have? Oh, at the end, we had the XFL going. Right. We had the uh, Bra- uh, San Antonio Brahmas uh, going on. Uh, yes, um, that was the XFL. We had, <laughs> what else do we have? We had, uh, we had, well, I know the Mets Cubs from 2003 was <laughs> that on. Was, uh, that, was, right? that was entertaining, actually. That was top right. We had Arizona, UCLA, and then what was bottom left? I can't remember. Oh, golf uh, highlights Grand or no. Oh, Grand Canyon uh, Conference Championship game. Yeah, <laughs> pathetic. That's Cubs was great. What was that? Two thousand three. It really was. It was no. like Kerry Woods, uh, like seventeen yeah. strikeouts or something. Uh, did, uh, did you see what uh, Meatballs and uh, Eddie said? What's happened now? They're saying they, uh, according to Trey Wingo, Rogers to the Jets is done. Say, wow. They're saying it. Look at didn't this. I just report that on our podcast? I said you it's did. all but done. It's done. I, <laughs> I reported it before well, Trey Wingo. Now it's not even all but. Yeah, it's true. Sit down, Wingo. <laughs> Come on. I like this. I like this. All right. Good. Let's see what happens here. Uh, my father's been a Jet fan for 109 years. He didn't. He didn't seem to care for this, Harry. When you brought no, it up, no, I didn't. Uh, it's good well, for you. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I will say, isn't it good for your dad? Like. Right. I mean, you get older, so. right? You get older, you're like you're antsy, right? It's like the same Jerry, yeah, jo- yeah. Jerry Jones. You want to win, right? <laughs> like, uh, right. He wasn't thrilled right, at exactly. all. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't know what uh, these guys expect, um, you know, with the Jets, but yes, at least in the next couple of years. Yeah. So I wonder if that moves. I don't even know. I don't know if they can make it much time. They're freaking six to win the yeah. Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I right, think that was face. already factored in, Sal. It had to be, right, Babyface? Yeah. yeah, they're seventeen to one to win the Super Bowl before this is announced. So, well, he's already the best quarterback in franchise history. I think so. There, he is. There's that. Yes, yeah. it's Rogers, Namath, and uh, Sanchez. I think that's this. a three. No, right no playoffs left this past year. Year before, lose to San, you lose to uh, San Francisco. You don't score a touchdown at home. And the year before that, you lose to Brady at home in the playoffs. So what have you done for me lately, Aaron Rodgers? Not I know. Really you just, just, you know what? You just watch them though, Harry. They're not going to, they're know. just not going to, they're not going to lose dumb games like they, they have been over the years. Right. Three, yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to come on him. He's going to blame his receivers. I think it's going to be a mess. All right. All right. We'll see. Right. It's, well, it's then, fine for them. Yeah, he'll play two years there, and then he'll go to Minnesota and place Kirk Cousins. Exactly. You know, this is he'll do, yeah, he'll do, the, do the bread farm. Then, then I like love him. him. Then I like him. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, real quick, it was me. It was Babyface. It was Harry. Um, we went to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. Thanks to Ken, he got this <laughs> this crazy suite with insane amount of food. And Harry, I have to say, Harry had this jacket on. What is that jacket, Harry? It was like a sport jacket. Sports jacket, yeah. <laughs> You were dressed exactly like Billy Joel, and from the back, like you couldn't tell the two of you guys apart. Uh, I know well, Billy the, Joel's a little chunky himself. That big, yeah. That oh, big, I would never say that. Big okay. black yeah. uh, sports coat on. Yeah, he had the big black what, sports coat size, on. The black what shirt size, underneath. What the size jeans. is that, Harry? That jacket. Oh, I got it right here. I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's I'm gonna three. I'm gonna say three X's. How I don't many know. X's? Just, yeah. a, just as it was made in Vietnam, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> we, we did lose that war. We officially lost that war. <laughs> Harry's wearing that jacket. All right, babyface. Any thoughts on the concert before we uh we say goodbye? 
Well, you you ruined it because we were there to have a great time, and then you wanted to come up with a Harry Billy Joel fat name. So then you oh, spent half the concert coming right. up with uh, with names, which was uh, was which was great. But yeah, New York strip steak of mine was that yours? Um, yeah, uh, had, uh, just, the just the weight you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com or just hit us up on Twitter. If you have Harry fat, Billy Joel names or Stevie Nicks for that matter. Um, we didn't yeah. start the fryer. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's good. It, it, it's still Rocky road to me. I think you have uh, the good. good. Um, yeah. Big, big, how about big slot? Uh, <laughs> ironically, I don't like Rocky road. I was, Really? Wow. Captain right. Captain Hack. Um, <laughs> no, a, Cap, Captain Cracker Jack. I think we had Captain Cracker uh, yeah. Jack or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good time. Yeah, like if, we, if we have uh if we have health with that uh, help with that, that's uh great. So lots of football movement, lots of college basketball. We will be back Wednesday with our picks to win the whole thing. We'll have some first round games. And uh, some more uh, Fat Billy Joel Harry names, hopefully. Uh, that's another episode of Against the Lots for Mikey Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, the Degenerate Trifecta, and the great Tate Frazier. Happy birthday, by the way. I'll say so long and happy handicapping. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.